we try to uh, cater to everyone else's feelings because we want everybody to feel comfortable when we're feeling uncomfortable. Right now, this is not a comfortable situation. This is not a situation for me to sit back and just, and just say, you know what, let me spare this person feelings because, you know, there's, this is my friend, you know, he's a white guy and I don't want him to feel no way. I don't want him to look at me in no different way. No, I want you to feel what I feel. And the only way for you to feel what I feel is for me to express myself. And the only way to express myself is use my platform that God has given me. Brothers Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Travis Porter. This is your boy DJ. And this is Tim Lewis. I don't I don't really know what we're gonna talk about because I mean not 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 really a lot's been going on the past couple of weeks, has it? Oh man, it's a lot been going on. We got so much we can talk about. <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> I mean, where do we start? That's 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 the problem. I guess we should just start from last Monday. Central Park Karen decided that she was being threatened by a 40-something-year-old bird watcher because he was a black guy and had the audacity or the caucasity to tell her to follow the rules and put her dog on a leash. Hmm. That same day was the murder of George Floyd, George Floyd, my three Minneapolis police officers. What's going on in Minneapolis? What's so funny is that we talked about a case dealing with a cop in Minneapolis. That's the first thing I thought of. Weeks ago. That's the first Weeks thing. Weeks ago. Weeks ago, we talked about we talked about a cop who actually went to jail. It was a black cop. Mistaken right. identity with a white lady. And basically gave him what, what was it, 12 years? It was like 12, 12, 12 years, 12 years or something like that. And, and you know, we, we was basically comparing that incident to the lady who, who was in Texas who walked into the man home who was sitting on his sofa eating ice cream in his own home. And she walked inside of his home and shot him sitting on his own sofa. And they gave her what? The lesser of the two? They gave her, what, 10 years? And how hard is it? to really try a guy who stood on somebody's neck, who basically did a Kaepernick on, on, on a man's neck for eight minutes, eight plus minutes. And first of all, you wanted to give him third degree, but a guy who was actually doing his job, a black police officer, report to the call, didn't know if the lady had a gun or not, shoots the lady, and you instantly locked him up for murder. You get a case where a guy who's actually standing, standing on somebody's neck with a knee on somebody's neck, looking into the camera with his hands in his pocket, with a smirk on his face like, you're not going to do nothing, with three other cops surrounding him, make, making sure nobody come in to push you off of the guy. We can't, we can't say that he killed the guy because his knee was on his neck. What, what, I mean, what's the difference in those, in those, in those two cases? 
was Fernando Castillo also not in Minnesota? Yes. Pulled over, told the police officer that I got a gun on me in the car, and it was my gun, and it's a registered gun. And then when he go reach for, and then and then when he go reach for his uh, license or whatever, the cop just shoots him up. How many shots? But his fiance and his daughter was in the car with him. This also was in Minnesota. So let's compare those two. The officer who killed Fernando Castillo responded to a call, confronted Fernando. I have a permit to carry a gun. I have it on me. I'm reaching for my wallet. Cop freaks out, shoots Fernando, now he's dead. Officer Muhammad Noor responded to a call. Shot and killed the woman calling, unfortunately. Two similar cases, same police department, two incredibly different verdicts. We hate to keep going to this, but what's the one difference? He's black. That's the only difference. And the thing <laughs> is, and the thing is, I, I know we said before that, you know, I hate, you know, being a dead horse and I hate going down the same lane, but this is what the world is giving us right now. How can you, how can you not talk about what the whole entire world is talking about. We can't talk about basketball. We can't talk about football. We can't talk about baseball. We can't talk about tennis. We can't talk about soccer. We can't talk about golf. We can't talk about none of that because none of it is going on right now. So the citizens in Minneapolis protested. Those protests, which unfortunately tends to happen, especially in situations like this, when it involves race, mm-hmm. evolved into quote-unquote riots and looting. That riot and looting spread to multiple cities across the country. I think there's something about what's been going on in the past week that we all want to touch on. So I guess we'll just each take turns. And, and you know what? That's fine because sometimes you've got to have that table talk conversation. The only thing we have to do right now is just give our opinion on everything that is going on in the world at this moment. And there's a lot going on in this world right now. The most important thing is black people having a voice. And I can single out black people and I can feel fine about it because like I said, I'm a black man and sometimes we try to uh, cater to everyone else's feelings because we want everybody to feel comfortable when we're feeling uncomfortable. Right now, this is not a comfortable situation. This is not a situation for me to sit back and just and just say, you know what, let me spare this person feelings because, you know, there's, this is my friend, you know, he's a white guy and I don't want him to feel no way. I don't want him to look at me in no different way. No, I want you to feel what I feel. And the only way for you to feel what I feel is for me to express myself. And the only way to express myself is use my platform that God has given me. If he, give, if he, if he has given me a platform to talk to the world and to reach millions or 100,000 or 10 to 20, that's what I'm going to do. And the thing is, you got to understand that every single day, every single year, we are experiencing the same things over and over and over again. Why every time we have to get on a podcast show, we're talking about another black man getting killed. We were just talking about Ahmaud Aubrey. That is still not, that, that case is still not over with. That case is still not over with. And right now we're on the George Floyd. Right. All this stuff is back to back. Has he even been laid the rest yet? No, he hasn't. Due to COVID-19. It's a lot of stuff. And doing the, all, all the autopsies and everything that's going on. The case is not even 
close to being, you know, no, no, closed, shut, shut, uh, open the shut case. It should be, but at the same time, though, they didn't even want to try those guys. And now we got police officers. Do you really think they want to try those guys? No, they don't. They don't. And the thing is, it's sad. It's sickening, man. It's sickening that I had to sit here in my home with my 12-year-old nephew, and I'm sitting here, and I'm playing NBA 2K, and me and him looking at the game, and I'm sitting here playing back and forth. He looking at me on my career, and I'm just sitting here having a good time with him. And he looked at me, and he said, why didn't he just get up? I said, what do you mean? He said, a guy, why, why didn't he just get up? He, he could have just got up. I said, man, I asked that same question. And you know what's so crazy with you asking with him asking that because George Floyd was handcuffed. So it really was no reason for you to be down there unless you were intimidated by you thought you had a small guy you're dealing with. You he get out of the car, he's six, five, two twenty. Everybody's the same size on their face down, hand behind hands behind their back. Exactly. So he had no reason at all to even be down there on his neck. So and the thing that's so funny, now they're showing video, other video footage, to where the police officers are actually beating him in the car. And they pull him out of the car and put him on the ground. Why? Pull him out of the car and then put your knee on his neck. He's already in the back seat, handcuffed. He's in the back of the patrol car, handcuffed. You're beating the guy in the back of the car. Then you pull him out and you put your knee on his neck for eight and a half minutes. You know, it's so crazy. Um, you know, you see stuff all the time where people, in the, even when they're in the backseat, they talking and saying all this crazy stuff. They can say what they want. I mean, it's freedom of speech. I mean, even if he disrespecting you, talking about your mom or whatever, he in the backseat, he got handcuffs behind his back. There was no reason for y'all to even touch him, pull him out the backseat of the car. If anything, you can just roll up the window, problem solved. He going to talk, but he can talk into that glass or whatever. All this police brutality and hate and racism and all that stuff, it's a heart issue. These people got issues deep down, the fact that they're still feeling whatever they feel from years ago about us but for the color of our skin. And it's a heart issue that they have. It's a problem. That's an actual problem that they have that they need to a spiritual problem when I say heart issue so and a mental weird. issue as well. It's mental and spirit, bro. It's all that, dog. Yeah, we want to end racism, but we want to end, we want to change the hearts of these people who feel the way that they feel about us for no for 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 the color of our skin alone. Like no no other reason than the color of our skin. You know what I mean? The heart is something that needs to be changed and we need to try to change that. But at the same time, though, you gotta understand, hate can be passed down from generation to generation to generation. It starts as a child. If you get two, you get a white child and a black child and you put them in the same room together, they're gonna play together until somebody tells them, you don't need to play with him. He's black. What do you mean he's black? He's not the same color as you. And that's where it starts. Let's be real about it. Kids do not see color. They just see a friend. I want to play with my friend. The only reason they see you any other, in, in, in any other format, in, in, in any, any other shape, 
performing anything is because a parent has told them it's not all right for you to play with him. And that's when they start to get put in their head like, what, what do you mean by this? And then that same kid grows up and lives in a area where there are no, or his family moves to an area where there are no black people, goes to college and goes to a college where it's very few black people. And these black people, he's been taught that these black people who are smart or have this level of education are the only few elite black people or whatever. Then he or gets they got, a job. They got where you are because they're black. Facts. There you go. Then they get a job as a police officer or a fireman in a predominantly black city. You know what I mean? In a community where there's black people in a job, you know, and even in a place where there's more black people than he's used to and don't know how to respond to these things or becomes afraid or becomes whatever he's feeling because he's out of place. And then you get stuff like this. You do. And let's be honest. Let's be honest. We're not singling nobody out. I mean, you got to understand that what Tim just spoke about, they're around no black people. They become firemen. They become police officers. They become lawyers. They become judges, bail bondsmen. They become all. It's not just one job. But at the same time, racism is wrong and it's taught. It's not something. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not something that you just you just grow up and you just say, "I hate him because naturally I'm just supposed to hate him," or or or, or a black child saying, "I don't like him because he's white." Why? Because you was told not to. This is this this is not something that you just grow up and you just automatically feel this way. You was told that it was not cool to be with this guy because of this, or you was told not to be with this girl because of this. It's not nothing that was just something that God put in you to do because God is love. And the thing is, I try to tell people all the time, man, right now, the world needs to feel and to hear what it's like being a black man and a black woman. I understand, right? I understand everybody want to fix it, but it can't be fixed until it's addressed. And it has to be addressed as, as, as being what it is. It has to be addressed. And the only way for you to understand how I'm feeling and what I'm going through it's for you to hear me say it. And once you hear me, once you hear me say it, then you can make your decision. Then you can change up and say whatever you want to say and, and say, you know, um, let's let's try to fix this and try to fix that. But at the same time, I need you to understand why Kaepernick was doing what he was doing. He was doing what he was doing for a reason. Well, they, they understand now because they're kneeling. Now they're kneeling. When they were saying before you was disrespecting the flag and the, and, 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 and the anthem and everything by kneeling, and, and you had you had people like vice presidents walking out of the building because Kaepernick took a knee. And the thing is, it was never ever about the flag. It was always about the injustice of black men and women in the United States of America. And people are not hearing us. But now all of a sudden you want to hear us and you want to have compassion. And now you want to you want you want to show us that I know what you're going through. Let me take a knee in this situation. In order to fix something. You must know how it works first. If I have a car and it's, bro- and it's broken down, if I don't even know how this car works, if I don't know how this car is engineered, how can I fix it? We're going to take a break for a minute. Up next, you're going to hear a conversation between Tim and I about different interactions we've had with the police.
people, like why people just don't cooperate. Like I feel like even if you're being treated wrongfully in the streets, even if you get pulled over, you do everything right and you're getting treated wrongfully, the answer is not to show out. I feel like the answer is just to cooperate. And once everything goes through, they got body cameras, all type of stuff to prove that you're innocent or whatever. And specifically with this stuff going on, you got young black Americans that are still showing out, still don't care. And I feel like we enable them in different kinds of ways. You know what I mean? I feel like they're being enabled to do that. Because people will start recording after they had to start, the cops had to start using excessive force. They didn't record the part of them showing out and the cops quietly asking, just, hey, can you guys just leave? Like, we don't even want to do this. When are, when are we as, like, African-Americans just going to learn to, I feel like, honestly, just stay out the way, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, we like, if we know we already have targets on our back, we know we've already been treated a certain type of way wrongfully. Not saying we have to bow down or anything, but... Be smart. Pick out battles. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's quite confusing to me because, like I said, you see how people are being treated and you still, I don't know, I guess it, may, it feels people so much anger that they feel like that when that time comes and they approach a cop, like, y'all not finna do me how y'all did him, da 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 They trying to, like, prove themselves, I guess. What do you think about that? I mean, I've never been the kind of person to just be confrontational. But then again, I've never been approached unjustly. So I can't say what they're what they're thinking or what they're feeling, why they feel like they're being harassed, why they feel the need to respond in the way that they do. Uh, I think it's just a mentality, a mindset, why they respond that way. Maybe they feel like complying with authority is selling out. I don't know. None of these people, none of these people that have been killed by cops deserve to die for anything that they did. However, I do feel like resisting arrest, those things will get you killed. You know what I mean? Yeah, it will. But at the same time, it's kind of like a fight or flight thing. You're like, if, if a cop has... Think. No, no, no. But sorry, if, if a cop has you and he's saying, put your hands behind your back, you're under arrest and you feel like you haven't done anything wrong, you know, you know, you just can't be arrested for no reason. That's most of the time where it comes from that I've seen. What am I being arrested for? What am I being arrested for? Why are you arresting me? And the cop just keeps saying, put your hands behind your back, put your hands behind your back. And it just escalates from there. It's, 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 I think it's human nature. You know, what did I do wrong? What are you doing? Okay, right. I, got, I got an example for you, though, right? You're at a walk-up ATM. Mm-hmm. A guy walk up to you say, hey, man, run me everything in your pockets. A you ain't guy. gonna say what you taking my yeah. You ain't gonna say what you taking that, my stuff for. That, that's different because you just got some dude versus you got somebody who's supposed to be right enforcing the okay. law. But listen, listen up, listen up, listen up, listen up, because it's almost to the point where I feel like if we were if we were to compare some of these situations, like um, the Ahmad Aubrey case, right, where he was in well, the, that that wasn't police. Well, that wasn't police. Exactly. 
I feel like amongst our own people, we move different. So I feel like even in the world, if we know we have a target on back, we should move different. You know what I mean? You ain't finna just ride to the west side, to the west side with your fa- with your family in the car, in a hood you don't know. We just gotta be smart. We gotta think more. You know what I mean? The the, and, the difference is the people in those neighborhoods aren't sworn to protect and serve the public. So yes, we're going right. to we're, we're going to have a natural fear, whatever you want to call it, aversion to to people like that. Police officers, peace officers, we're supposed to be able to trust them. And if we feel like we're being harassed by them, I guess that emboldens people to say, you serve me, what have I done wrong? I'm just saying like, he got killed walking through a neighborhood of, I'm not sure if he lived in that neighborhood or not, but you got people, it's certain parts of, the hood that you can't walk through by yourself. That, and that's what I mean, like, you just gotta be smart. And I know the people that killed him were ex-police officers or whatever, right? And they live in the neighborhood. We have to think of neighborhood watch. Like, those areas are just like the black communities that people of in gangs and stuff, they live at, they protect in their neighborhood just like white people protecting their stuff. You feel what I'm saying? So I, I feel like we just gotta be smart about <clears throat> smarter about stuff like that. Like you just shouldn't, you know, just be walking anywhere by yourself. You you already a black male. You know what I mean? Like it's already it's hard to it's it's hard to explain because it, it's just like, bro, it's I, I just feel like you gotta the answer is us being smarter, being aware and doing things different. I'm, yeah, you see I'm, what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but I think you're trying, I think you're confusing two things. On, on the one hand, it, I understand what you're saying as far as going in unfamiliar neighborhoods, right? But that's different than when you're in your own neighborhood. No, because it's certain parts of your own neighborhood. What I'm saying, what what I'm saying is, with us being who we are, we just have to be careful. We have to really be careful. I feel like I feel like that's the same situation had happened. In the hood, it would have been the same thing, and nobody would have posted it on Instagram. The context is different. What you mean? I mean, for better or for worse, a black black guy killing a black guy, a white guy killing a white guy, that doesn't have the same social impact as a as, white guy killing a black guy. Right, and it, I feel like it should because... Well, so, 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 but here, here, here's your other thing. In that situation... It was two white guys performing a citizen's arrest on somebody they thought matched description of a criminal. There's a lot there. Right. Seeing that, and that's that, that's right. where, that's where so, the that, that, that's where the difference is. There's a lot of subtext there. There's a lot of context. No, so, I'm gonna tell you why not. Because well, okay, it is. It's different. But what they claim to be doing is doing a citizen's arrest, right? Okay, so a white male saying, hey, we think this guy's doing something suspicious. We need to call the police. They coming from that that perspective, right? right? But if he had to walk through a hood somewhere, they don't give a damn about no citizen's arrest. They just see somebody they don't know and trying to kill him. I feel like that's worse than that's that's worse than the context that 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 that, that was in, even though it's different. I feel like that's even that's even worse. Y'all didn't even have no reason 
And y'all, you see what I'm saying? Y'all didn't even have nothing based off anything. Just the fact that we don't know him. It's horrific, bro. It's like horrifying. You know what I mean? It's like, Both of them are wrong, but where they're coming from is different. The one's not better or one's not worse. It's just one's coming from a, a gang mentality, which you know, that's a problem. Gangs are a problem. That hood mentality is a problem. But there's also the subtext of these other two guys chased down and hunted down a black guy. If you replace the McMichaels with some black dudes from the hood, that's bad. But that racial subtext from hundreds of years isn't there. I'm not going to ask the question, which one is worse? But as, yeah, it as, ain't as, about which one is worse. What I'm as, saying as, is... As far as the social impact, the McMichaels is far worse because of the history of hunting, man, hunting black men down and lynching them. I get that. My point is that I feel like if he was walking, like I said, anywhere else, unknown, that we would have got the same result is what I'm saying. We have to move different. You see what I'm saying? For the next 25-year-old man that's walking through a neighborhood, I feel like he had a target on his back. I'm, feel like, I'm, I'm saying like whether he was in a white community or if he was in a black community, like, he, like that target that's on his back, like him just being curious or whatever. So that being said, that's, that's actually not the problem. That's a symptom of a problem. The problem is why does he have a target on his back? Right, 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 right. And I definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Where did that definitely. come from? Because I understand what you're saying. We have to walk differently. We have to conduct ourselves differently where we're and at. And that is a question I don't ask because I can't, I can't answer because me and him, both of us being 25 and 26, we were born with that target on our back. They are in jail by 21. All these statistics, statistics that we were born into. And it's like, like you said, the question is why? Like, why is this stuff still, still going on? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel like, if we're born into this, we know this is in place. This is art. It's no, like we were born with this target on our back. Move like it. N- not saying you got to be afraid of it, but okay, it, you got two lanes. You got like, okay, I'm going to go work against this. I'm going to be, I'm going to go do what MLK or MLK did or somebody in politics or go to go work in the judicial system and help fight against these things. Or I'm going to live out here in the streets and instead of fighting for this target that's on our us black men's back, I got to just walk around with it. And what am I going to do? Get it? Am, am I not going to move like there's a target on my back? You see what I'm saying? We just got to move different. I feel like we don't think about things a lot of times because this is America. It's supposed to be Land of the free, home of the brave, and, and all and, that and stuff. That's what I was gonna get but at. This it's is, like, yeah, why, this ain't why would, this why, ain't that. This ain't I, that. This I, ain't that. Regardless of what, this ain't that. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, they teach you that when you no. This ain't that. We know this ain't that. You know but this the, ain't the land of the free, home of the brave. You know so this the, that. So the problem is then, why are we still we as a society? Not all of us, but we as a society. Why are we still walking around like it is? Why aren't we addressing the problem? And why is it why is it that whenever the problems come up, whenever we whenever we try to confront it, it's like, oh no, 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 we're not that way. When it's clear that because we, are. we because we because I'll tell you why. We're just like the American voters. We like to complain about the president this, but we don't like to go vote. We're lazy. We don't want to take the time to go vote. We you know, and, not, and I'm using it in a in a more comparison not saying like that's who we are like we don't because my parents taught me to vote or whatever 
but I'm using it as an analogy to say, it's always the people that complain about the president, complain about what's going on in, in politics, whatever, whatever, but they don't go vote. You see what I'm saying? They don't even fight to make the change. It's because we are, the, we are, those, same, we are those same people. We, we had that same energy. We don't, we're not those people, but we have that same energy as those people. And we, we're so quick to repost things when things get popular and when people see it. But as far as, act, you know, doing something to make a change about it, doing something as far as like uh, becoming a police officer for our community to help stop. Because if we don't become the police officer, okay, the white guy, this white guy who's 26 years old, there's another white guy named Tim Lewis that's 26 years old that's going to apply for GSP, that's going to apply for Clayton County Police Department. And guess what? They're going to stick him in the hood. Because me, the African-American Tim Lewis, didn't go apply to police officer because I don't want to be a police officer. That's, that ain't cool. But I'll complain about these police officers who in my community that I grew up in that are killing my people. That problem comes with the whole F the police mentality. I, I understand the mentality about it, but we're all, we, right. we also have to. That doesn't solve, yeah. It doesn't. Instead of F the police, yeah, F the police, but why don't you try to be, change that system, you know what I'm saying? And it's, I mean, I, I understand why people don't want to because it seems like such an insurmountable task. I mean, it's, nothing's going to happen quick, man. And the reality, the reality is being a police officer, your life is on the job. Your life is on the line, sorry. Every day you go to work. You're in authority. So as soon as you tell somebody to do something, as soon as they don't do it, now you got to start thinking about what your next move going to be. You also have to... As a police you, officer. As a police officer, yeah. But you also need to have a sense of... You, you also need to be able to read people. Right. Do I have to... No, definitely. Do, do I have to come with my hand on my gun right away? Does this person require your, me to use my authoritative voice? But your life right on away. the line. No, but I'm your just life saying. on the line and your daughter at home. I understand it. No, I'm saying. You see like, what I'm saying? I understand that, but I'm not a police okay. officer. You know what I'm saying? Simple traffic stop. You pull over a Prius, mm-hmm. but your life is on the line. As soon as you let down the window, the Prius smell like weed. This ain't a black guy. This is a white guy. Okay. This is a white girl. Okay. Your four-year-old at home and your wife. You finna get off in a few hours. You say, hey, let me see your ID. Da, 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 da. What you need to see my ID for? Now you got now you have now it's already it's already some type of it's escalated from already. It's escalated already. Mm-hmm. But now, I see. It's, this is okay. Whole, I, now I, you give her your. Well, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I can answer this from me, a civilian perspective, but I'm not a police officer. I don't. I don't know what to do. I don't know what they're trained to do in that situation. You immediately call back up. Well, look at you. Well, I got police officers in my family. Oh, well, there you go. I got white and black police officers in my family. So this, that's the. It's different for me and my family how we see this stuff. Um. And I got a different perspective. I have an unpopular opinion about the thing is that we most need, of the things that I see. But we need that because we need both sides to talk to each other. Right. That's the only way we can understand each other. Because I would tell you this, bro. And I hate, I hate to be the one to say it. I hate to be. I have, I have, so um, I have a family member. This family member showed 
showed out, put their hands on their family members, on drugs at the time, beat up the first three cops that got called. They called backup, fought the next three cops that showed up on scene, and then two more cops showed up after that. And we'll see I'm just, I'm surprised he's alive because- not, But you know, it's a good thing that he's alive. Yes, it's because great. Because yeah. as, as crazy as he got, they managed to subdue him without killing him. So it can be done. All right. It can be done. But I told you, if I was one of the cops, it wouldn't have been done. That's why I'm not a police officer. You exactly. see what I'm saying? But you, but you recognize that. But you <laughs> people recognize like me that. shouldn't be police officers. There are a lot of people who want that badge just for that authority. But man, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. It's just, man, like I said, it's just different, bro. Like, because once people start doing all that reaching, I, I understand that changes everything. You start reaching, bro, and it's and it's real easy to misinterpret something as a reach. It's it's. I'm a cop. I'm you not saying reaching. I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> I'm really not. Same reason. That's why, I, that's, that's why I can't be a cop because I don't have patience for foolishness. Right. <laughs> right. I'm saying these are just the ones that got caught on tape, bro. Like this stuff happened every day, and people get a lot. And what's so crazy is a lot of people get away with talking to cops any type of way. A lot of people get away with fighting man, cops, there's, all there, this stuff, bro. There's, there's so many different factors, man. It depends on the police officer. It depends on the community. It depends on the on the police department, the culture of the police department. Nothing is going to be the same no matter where you go. That's why I don't I don't like to paint the all police officers are like this thing. You, know, say, you ever been approached by a cop? Traffic stop. How did it go? They all went well. But one guy even thanked me for how nice, how cordial I was in Riverdale. <laughs> I just ran a stop sign. I got a ticket, but yeah. He said, I just want I just want to thank you for your courtesy tonight too. Like yeah. early to like twenty one or something. Bro, like twenty years old, I had a cop stop and check on me to make sure I was okay. He said, Man, I just seen you swerving, man. I I just want to just make sure he you saw you okay. swerving. He saw you swerving. Yeah. Did you so you, was, you did you didn't maintain your lane? No, I didn't. He, I so he could have given you thank you. That's yeah, what, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. There are people who are genuinely who are genuinely good, good people who care about the job. They genuinely care about. I had a conversation with a guy at work, and his story was left field. And I said, "And they didn't kill you." That's, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that. That's what. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I said, bro, and when he told me how how soon it was, like, how recent it was, I was like, damn, like, he's getting pulled over every day? I ain't been pulled over since 2014. Like, sheesh. Like, bro, and I be speeding. I ain't gonna lie. But when I see the cops, I break hard. Because that's not obvious. I ain't got pulled over. By the time they see you. (laughs) (laughs) By the time they see me, I'm going going 40. I'm going 60 and a 60 and a 70, so. But no, I mean, he was a college student, black college student, black college campus. The cops are hot around college campuses. Let's just be honest. They are. Even the unmarked cars and all that. But he said he got uh, pulled over, whatever. I think he ran a stop sign too or something like that. Something something like they asked bro to get out the car. Of course, the car smelled like weed. He smoked weed. That's your first mistake. Don't smoke weed. Like, come on, bro. But asked him to get out the car. He started questioning them. Why, why y'all need to search my car or whatever? It was a lady. 
she called back up. He like, why y'all calling back up? Like, I ain't even do that. She like, sir, can you just calm down and be quiet? He starts saying something else. I'm like, bro, like you're tripping. Because I, mean, yeah, I think you, you, I think you do have the right to know why you're being stopped and why you're being searched. I mean, I, I get it, I get it. I guess I, you know what, and you know what, I guess I've never been pulled out of my car, been searched before anything. And when I get pulled over, or the times I have been pulled over, I have been so innocent. Like, yeah, what you need? All right, bet I got you. My my good. Well, here's the thing. You, you knew you knew you knew you were good, man. He knew he smoked weed, probably. So there's no telling where that could have went. That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, you are. You need to kind of be quiet because you just already like this can go anywhere. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and when you're in that kind of situation, bro, you just need to chill out. They don't call backup, like, bro. They ain't call backup for no reason. And you don't even know how backup gonna act because the first cop could be cool, but the backup could be like, I'm saying. It's worth your life to just shut up. It's worth your life. It's worth it to just shut up. It's not worth your life for you to say what you need to say. It ain't, it ain't, it's just not worth it. $150, your life is worth way more than that. And I feel like that's what people don't realize. You can't win on the street because it's still, even, even after they issued the ticket, you could have, Maintain your land. They could pull you over and say, we can give you this ticket. Take it to court. If you don't like it, take it to court. You going to sit there and argue with him? I'm not. Right. I'm not. What are you going to say? He already wrote it down. It's already in the books. You arguing with the cop ain't going to help nothing. That's And that's my whole point. That's not going to help. Yes, you have the right to know why you this. Wait till that shit get to court, my G. Like, you're tripping. Well, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I don't want if you just because you have something. If you have something in your car, if they don't have just cause to search it, like say you don't smell like weed or nothing like that, right? Right. But right. You, you're a young black dude in a sports car in Peachtree City. They pull right. you over. Say for something like a broken tail, like, but they but they want to search your car. You have the right to say why. Right, they, but it, does it, it matter? Kinda. It's kind of a violation of okay, your rights. It, okay, it does matter, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's a violation of your rights, right? You're right, because you do have the right to ask why. That's not what I'm saying, because people don't stop at why. And that's they, my point. They're not satisfied with the answer they get, because they, they hardly get an answer. Can, can you sip out of the car, sir? Why? Sir, sip out of the car, please. Why do you, you need me to sip out of the car? Sir, please sip out of the car. Isn't that usually how it goes? Okay, but where does that lead you, though? If you just keep asking the same question, they keep giving you the same answer, just get out. What I'm saying is, you doing that is not going to help the situation, does it? It doesn't, but at the same time, it also empowers... You sitting there bickering with somebody, it's almost like you and your wife get into an argument. It's immature. It leads nowhere, but somebody has to be the bigger person. Yes, it is a violation of your rights. Tell that to the, the white man in the black dress because guess what? Could be a black man in the black robe. Or a white woman. Could be a black man or a in the black, black woman. Robe. But guess what? It's proof that he violated your rights because the video has audio and it shows him telling you you asked him and he didn't say that. If it's working. What if you one of these apartments where oh it malfunctioned or they don't have body cams? I guess, bro. I don't know. It's no easy solution, man. It's 
It ain't, but I feel like accountability from all accounts. It's an easy solution to, to not lose our lives, just cooperate, I feel like. say as I've always said and I will always continue to say that riots are socially destructive and self-defeating but in the final analysis a riot is the language of the unheard and what is it that America has failed to hear it has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years it has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. 60 Minutes Rewind. Now what I'm saying is this. I would like for all of us to believe in nonviolence, but I'm here to say tonight that if every Negro in the United States turns against nonviolence, I'm going to stand up as a lone voice and say this is the wrong way. I will never change uh, in my basic idea that nonviolence is the most potent weapon available to the Negro in his struggle for freedom and justice. I think for the Negro to turn to violence would be both impractical and immoral. There is an increasingly vocal minority who disagreed totally with your tactics, Dr. King. There's no doubt about that. I will agree that uh, there is a, a group in the Negro community advocating violence now. I happen to feel that this group represents a numerical minority. Surveys have revealed this. The vast majority of Negroes still feel that the best way to deal with the dilemma that we face in this country is uh, through nonviolent resistance. And uh, I don't think this vocal group will be able uh, to make a real dent in the Negro community in terms of swaying 22 million Negroes to this particular point of view. And I contend that the cry of black power is at bottom a reaction to the reluctance of white power to make the kind of changes necessary to make justice a reality for the Negro. I think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. How many summers like this one do you imagine that we can expect? Well, I would say this, we don't have long. The mood of the Negro community now is one of urgency, one of saying that we aren't going to wait, that we've got to have our freedom. We've waited too long. So that uh, I would say that every summer we are going to have this kind of vigorous protest. My hope is that it will be nonviolent. 
I would hope that we can avoid riots because riots are self-defeating and socially destructive. I would hope that we can avoid riots, but that we will be as militant and as determined next summer and through the winter uh, as we have been this summer. And I think the answer about how long it will take will depend on the federal government, on the city halls of our various cities, and on white America to a large extent. This is where we are at this point, and I think white America will determine how long it will be and which way we go in the future. Even Senator Jacob Javits asked the question recently. He said that he was a slum resident, but he and some of his fellow Jews were able to make it out of the ghetto on the Lower East Side. The same thing is true with lots of Irish, Italians. And he asked the question why the Negro finds it so difficult to make his way up out of the ghetto. You well, number did. one, no other racial group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, it's nice to say other people were down and they got up. They were not slaves on American soil. The other thing is that the Negro has had high visibility. And because of the prejudices existing in this country, his color has been against him. It's been against him, uh, and they've used this to keep him from moving up. In the final analysis, when you say to a man, that you are in this position because of your race or because of your color, you say to that man that he can never get out of it. Other racial groups have been able maybe to change the accent or change the names, but the Negro can't. They never, ever want to talk about that, King. No, they don't. I have a dream. That's, that's the only. It. That's the only king they want. That's it. The only king they want is the I have a dream king. The other king, they wanted to kill. They did. Right. <laughs> they they did. did kill actually successfully. That's the whole thing. I'm, I said they wanted to, and they did. Yeah. But the thing right. that's so crazy is that everything that he said on September twenty seventh, nineteen sixty six. I know exactly what you're about to say. Say it. It sounds like he's talking about right now. Exactly. Right, right now. Where I'm confused is because I get this, I understand this, and uh, what I've been sitting back observing is that people have been saying like, of course, the rights are the voice of the unheard and all that, you know, and all that, and I and that, you know, watching this was definitely made sense. I even told him send it to me, like, but. Okay, on the other hand, you got people saying that, well, the people that was doing the rioting and the looting and all that was a different group from the protesters. Well, how does, like, make, it, make that make sense? Because the thing, they, is, the thing is, you got to understand. Make it make sense if, if they were, if the, if the riots are, is what we need, like, you know. If no, 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 no. See, see, if you listen to what P said in the beginning, when he told you about the donut being thrown across the gym. So thinking back in high school, we had a pet rally one time. And for some reason, they, they were selling donuts for a fundraiser. Pet rally was cool. Everybody was sitting in the gym. There was a break in the action. One donut flew across the gym. Guess what happened then? All right. All it takes. That's all it takes is one. Mm -hmm. 
whether it's someone who was planted, whether it's someone who just wanted to take advantage, whether it was someone who's legit protesting there, whatever, it just takes one. You gotta understand, you got a group of people who are already frustrated and angry about a situation. Then you have somebody who is not even a part of the group throw a Mazatol into, a, into okay. a car and the car gets on fire. Everybody's going crazy. It's going to go mayhem because you already built up frustration. One person mm. did it and it just made a hundred people act. Right. That's it. And that's, that's where it was lost in church. And that's why I feel like and I'm glad you said that because, and I, that's why I asked that question because I wanted you to say it on this platform because I feel like it's getting lost in translation with my generation on the internet, on social media, because like I said, you have people just saying stuff, attacking people, saying stuff, whatever, people not speaking up, people, whatever. You just got a bunch of rigmarole and none of it is being sorted out. None of it is being like we're doing, having a discussion about it. No one is having a discussion. People just posting, posting here, posting there. Even with y'all Twitter beefs, Y'all just y'all post something and then what they say something y'all respond and nobody says nothing back. It's not being a, it's not being an active. People don't want to have these hard conversations or whatever. You know, everybody's so emotional that they don't even want to talk about, like, but you know, make is, sense though, of it all. You see what I'm saying? The thing is though, we're having emotion because someone that's just like us just got killed again. They're right, having emotion. Which I get that. A lot, of other, talking about there, it, a lot of other people out there. A lot of other people out there are having emotions saying, "Get over it." Mm-hmm. And and but and see, we're talking a, about it though, and a lot of people not. Totally different experience because you got a lot of people saying, "Get over it." Like we got more white people getting killed by cops every day. No, we don't. What are you saying? Like like you telling me to get over a situation, not because, not 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 because you're saying. Um, it, it, like, 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 this should be over and done with already. You're telling me to get over it because of the fact that I'm black and he was black. And the thing right. is, it, 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 it's, it's like, it's like only a racist would tell me to get over something that just happened yesterday, and it's still going on today. It, we we just listened to something from 1966. He just said the same thing in 1966. Then 2020, we're still talking about right now. 1966, 2020, it's not even a difference. That's why, I try to tell the, that's why I try to tell the younger generation. I remember growing up, man, my uncles and my aunties used to always tell me all the time about what goes on in America. And, you know, I used to try to overlook a whole lot of stuff like, no, my friends ain't like that, this, 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 and that. But as I done gotten older, I look back at the younger generation and I say, Bro, that was me. Like, I actually believe what you believe for just a little short period of time. Like, I actually talk the way you talk. I actually, I can't even believe myself no more. Dive deeper that. into that. What you What do you mean by that? What do you mean? Dive deeper into what you saying. What, what you were saying about that? I want people to hear that. Hear blind, what you're saying. I was blinded. Blind I was to blinded what? Blinded to believing that my generation. And my friends are different than your friends. Different from the past generation before you, right? And it's not different. Exactly. Exactly. How That's can, what's wrong. How can, That's how, what's how wrong can, this how can someone exactly. who is learning from the ones who are already ahead of me be different? Be different. By the time I reach the age I am now. They can't. Right. This is something that is embedded in their everyday life every single day. They just haven't reached the point 
to where to my where they and aunties was already at. They just haven't reached there yet. They're still growing and they still going through things and they're still learning from the ones who my uncle and aunties already were talking about. So it was like, you know, I'm looking at a situation like, nah, my friends ain't like that. It'll never be like that. We're always gonna be cool. This, this, and that color don't matter. Wrong. Because those same friends that I was hanging with and growing up with, that I thought we was cool with, now I see them having families and their family's not even hanging with nobody black. Their family's not how, even- How old were you around that time? I'm talking about even in my 20s. Right. I'm talking about even in my 20s. I'm talking about even, you know, like being at 18. I'm talking about 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Right. You got to understand, I mean, 10 years is a long time to go to experience a lot of stuff. 10, 10, 15 years, that seemed like a short period of time, but it's actually pretty long, especially when you're talking about 365 days in each one of them. You feel what I'm saying? So you actually grow. <laughs> you can you can actually be a different person in six months. You feel what I'm saying? I can. You are. You are a different person in six months. You're right. No, man. But you, I'm, I'm talking about as far as like, Growth for wise, better or for worse, you definitely for better are. Better or worse, that's exactly it. For better or for worse, you can actually. I'm talking about, and I'm talking about within ten or fifteen years. Now, if you already are a new, another person in six months, ten or fifteen years, just imagine it. So, that's the thing I'm saying. I just, I just can't believe that I was so naive when I was younger to the point to where I was like, I was kind of brushing my uncles and aunties off, and now, and now that I look at them, they look at me like, see, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't listen, man. I told I, you I, 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 I really thought I, really thought I knew more than you when I didn't know nothing. You already experienced these things, and you was just trying to give me, you know, game before I reached this level. You was trying to have me ahead of the game, but at the same time, no, I chose to say, uh, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm just going to go through it myself. I'll figure it out. And that ain't the best option. You feel me? Sometimes. And some, and that's the crazy part, cause depending on the type of person, stubborn people, sometimes that is the best option for 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 people. Learn, you know, experience. They say experience is the best teacher, but they say a wise they say a wise man learns from other. A smart man learns from his own mistakes, but a wise man learns from others' mistakes. That's what my parents always taught me. And you have learning from the mistakes that they did, learning from the things that they've been, their experiences and, you know, teaching me as if I went through it and, and learning from that and moving differently, you know, because you do the same thing, expect different results. I mean, it's pretty much, you're pretty much insane. Like, that's insane. at Drew Brees. Hey, Drew Brees, I love America too. It just doesn't feel like she loved me back. Mm -hmm. Now, do you understand? No. <laughs> you don't. That's deep. I put, on, I, I put on somebody's Facebook comment, man. It's going to be interesting with his all the black guys on his offensive line do this this season. Dude, one of his, one of his um, <laughs> safeties, Malcolm Jenkins already said something. Really, he told him to Shut the F up. That's what he said. Those are his exact words. Sometimes 
you shouldn't speak on something that you know nothing about. And that, and that's the whole thing. It's like if you don't if you don't agree with taking the knee and all that stuff, fine. Fine, bro. But don't sit here and say that they're disrespecting the flag right. when, when it has nothing to do with the flag. You, know you just that. said you just said if they have a voice, they need to use it though. No, they're, they're talking about because... the flag. This is not the flag. This has nothing to do with the flag. You said if they had a voice, they need to use it. Tim, Tim, they're being disingenuous. I don't even know what he's saying. <laughs> because I'm talking, I'm talking. Drew Brees, Drew Brees is talking about disrespecting the flag. Oh and yeah, yeah me has okay, nothing yeah. to do with the flag. That's what all the white people think. That yes, it's about you. the oppression yeah, of the black exactly. people in America being slaughtered and killed by the police. By the way, it's been said, I don't know how many times, he was told by a veteran, you know, Republicans, they love the military. Hey, man, if you're going to do this, don't sit down, kneel. Kneel, take a knee. Yes. They said that is the greatest sign of respect. That's what Dr. Really King and all of them guys took a knee. This, they see, took a knee. This is why riots happen, because y'all aren't listening. Exactly. This is why this crap happens. But that's what I just said. It's a, like people don't people don't want to sit, have these debates, have these conversations, have sit down and talk about what they think and on both sides. You know, like everybody's you know, they, they, you know, they, they want to say what they want to think, but the problem is they don't want to think about what they're thinking they or why they're thinking it. Okay, you just confused me. If somebody really sat down and listened to Colin Kaepernick and see what why right. he killed, they I don't I don't know how you can come away with he's protesting the troops, he hates the troops, he's protesting the anthem. Oh yeah. I don't know I don't know how you can come up with that if you listen to what he's saying. The only way you can come up, the only reason you will say something like that is because first of all, you just don't even like what he represents. Yeah. You don't feel like you don't feel like what he's representing, what he's trying to stand up for is really not a big deal. Oh, you, you know, it's funny. I had this conversation with a white guy a couple of days ago, this guy I know. And uh, he said, oh, this, this is so, oh, this is so good. So funny. Not even funny. It's, it's like just so, like just seeing everything, right? So we started talking about Nike. He said something about, yeah, I like everything except Kaepernick. I said, okay, cool. Let's 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 go ahead and let, let's dive deep. Why why don't you like Kaepernick? Because well, he said he doesn't like Nike because of Kaepernick. I said okay, why don't you like Nike because of Kaepernick? He says because the brand. Um, I said the brand stands for equality, right? He said I get it, but you don't have to. Does it? Yeah, equality. That's why you know they support LGBT, they support BHM and Black History Month, all that. But yeah, does it? At the end of the day, let's be honest. Um, they do every. He basically said they basically do anything that Kaepernick says. He also added that Kaepernick need. He said Kaepernick uh, should. Kaepernick need, basically Kaepernick need to shut up for for lack of a better word because he's been living living off white privilege his whole life because he's mixed. And the person you was talking to is a closet. And that conversation, that conversation, huh? He's a closet yeah. racist. Yeah. Point blank. Right. Right. And and, and there, there's no other way to to say that because 
Oh, it ain't no closet. Because a man took a knee, you hate this man. Right. And it ain't got nothing to do with a knee. It got everything of his appearance, what he representing. I would like to see, I would like to know, like, if a white man took a knee, like, how would they, like, really, how would they, Tim how would they feel? Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow did. Oh, Tim Tebow took a knee? Not for that. No, I don't watch football, so he took, I don't. He took, he, took, he took a knee, he took a knee um, every time for the Lord. And they, and they, and, 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 and they, and they uh, crucified him for that, too. For the Lord, you said? Mm-hmm. When it comes to Colin Kaepernick. Anybody who don't like Colin Kaepernick, just just say it. You're a racist. It's just to the point where it's like, how can you right. not like someone who is actually standing up for something that is actually going on in the United States of America? Right. Right. And the thing about it, he's not doing it in a distasteful way. He's doing it with the utmost respect. He's taking a knee. At every practice, if you ever play football in your whole entire life, and you go, and at the end of practice, you go around your coach, they go, they blow the whistle and say, take a knee. Take a knee. Take a knee. That's in every situation. Take a knee. All right. But at the same time, just because he's trying to stand up for black men getting killed, black little boys getting killed, all these guys are getting killed. And, and, and because he's taking a stance on that, you don't like him. So I even, so that's funny you say that, because I've even had conversations where, guy, where people, understood that part they still don't understand why nike so the what is it the betsy ross flag or something they don't understand they oh, understand this shoes. situation right but they don't understand the betsy ross I, I i don't know anything about it but once i looked it up i was like that's not the american flag basically it was what i was saying but they don't understand why nike is i guess following everything that kaepernick is saying letting kaepernick make decisions about the you know how stuff will be perceived by the public the thing is and they don't agree with the fact that he gets to make decisions for their company or whatnot he doesn't um, he doesn't make he doesn't make decisions that? for the companies yes yes racist. he do not an owner racist said that yes yes he do he do make decisions he do make as far as the air force ones he does he made a decision about the the well okay he didn't make he didn't say oh yes no but he didn't make the decision but he was the one that Triggered the motion of them not putting that Air Force One out. We talking about shoes. With the, are we talking yeah. about? Are we? Yeah, we talking about shoes. Hold on, we talking about shoes. So, so hold on, hold on. So, what's the, the shoes that the Bessie Ross flag? Stop, on the stop, back? stop. What's the timeline of this? Was this after Nike endorsed Colin Kaepernick? He was with Nike, and he told them, "Okay, not to so, put the shoe out." So the hottest man, because it was disrespectful. Right. That's what he said. The most popular man socially right now, mm-hmm. the most polarizing man socially. Mm-hmm. This company is listening to what he has to say. They know if they do something that Colin Kaepernick does not agree with, his fans are not going to be happy. No, right. they had, they, exactly. Nike did this big gesture of goodwill by signing Colin Kaepernick when nobody else would. They're not about to mess that up. So if Colin Kaepernick's, yeah, building, right. Colin Kaepernick's like, "Hey, I'm not cool with these shoes," all right. And see, that's the thing, guess, bro. Guess who else had that say so? LeBron James. Guess who else had that say so? The closet, the the closet, but yeah. the closet racism that you talk about, it's apparent with Nike too, just because, and I say this because they pick and choose what battles they want to have with Colin Kaepernick. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they'll do that with that shoe, they'll do that, whatever. 
they'll they, they, for a moment they stopped him from releasing anything just like you know football had stopped him from playing football or whatever because they're like no nah, you call you causing too much chaos because uh one of the one of the releases or whatever like when he released the apparel people got to fight it just caused the uproar or whatever and they're like nah you doing too much basically and sit them sit them out type deal but we still got you you can't sign with no other company we still got you but you can't release that neither you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. And I feel like these companies just use, they using, they using, you know, of course they need these, you know, stars to buy, to buy the, you know, these stars fans to you buy bet. this stuff anyway, but they. You basically, look, you basically looking at it like, you think these companies are using somebody else's pain, somebody else's struggle, somebody else's experience and somebody else's life situations to make money off of it, right? Right. Exactly. Which that's what they do every day right and the thing, and the thing, and the thing is like i say it's always cool to make money off my pain and off my suffering and off my struggling but it ain't cool for me to stand up for what i believe in it ain't cool for me to take a knee because i feel like black boys are right. dying every day but it's cool for you to capitalize on it right exactly 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 but that's just my opinion in the words of DJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I don't even think we got everything I wanted to talk about either. We could have dove a lot deeper into the ride. How so? Especially after hearing MLK. We just mm-hmm. heard about we just we just heard the MLK side of everything and basically saying rides are basically for the voice for the unheard. And and it's true. It's fact. Right. It is facts. I mean, you don't listen until Something is burning or something is getting blown up. And and then and then all of a sudden you got you you taking knees in a group of black people. <laughs> That's the thing that kills me. You, you 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 people act like they can't see it. It's like as soon as a window is busted out, as soon as the looting start and all this stuff start happening, all of a sudden you saying, I hear you. Why does it have to take all that for you to hear me? Why they, does it have to take all that? Oh, I know. I know what I want to. Do. They don't even. They don't even. Sometimes they don't even hear you because they just. It's like the purpose of that of the, the people, the plants, whatever the people who instigate the kind of stuff is to distract. Because now, now the now the focus isn't on, the reason for what's the, going on. Yeah. It's oh my god! Look at what they're doing. Like exactly. I like like I said earlier, man, it, it's really bad that you know, what happened to George Floyd, but. Why do you have to burn this? Why do you have to burn now? Head? Now I see the. You know what? It, I, I, it's it's just now hit me, and it's it's kind of a blessing because now I see, I see, I see what kind of frustration it is. It's a whole different type of. It's like being in a bad relationship. It's like why I gotta turn up for you to understand what I'm saying, type deal. Exactly. Yeah. Now I understand that frustration. That's a irking. That's one of them back of your back of the head frustrations. When I've been telling now you I get years. it. It's so crazy because I've been me being a black this. man, huh? For years I've been telling you this. You haven't been listening. Now all of a sudden I hit the fan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't nobody want to be in that type of relationship. Don't nobody want to be in that. Like that's bro. That's bro. Now now I now I I ain't gonna lie. America, I see. I get it. I totally, I understand. Burn that shit down. (laughs) 
But no, bro. Now I see the frustration. Now I see. Now I. Now I can't. I understand that on a whole nother level now, just because, like I said, I put it into that analogy. But I don't know, bro. I, I see it though. I don't even like it. Ain't even really know you, you can know explain, what? but bro, that's the whole point. All, all we wanted mm-hmm. you to do to see it. And the thing is, Tim, if you can see it, America, you can see it. If right. Tim can see it, I know you can see it, America. But the thing is, though, you gotta want to see it. Though. Exactly. Was, no, exactly. That's the thing. I feel like I had a whole different type of frustration with everything going on just because because it hasn't directly affected me. It's like, okay, I, I understand it and I and I feel the pain, but it's like, okay, now I understand the frustration of it all more so. Like I felt the pain of it all, but now I understand the frustration and the anger of it all. You see what I'm saying? Which that's a whole di- those two different feelings. You see what I'm saying? And then and then and then the thing is. This is a frustration that was going on before 1966. That's what I mean too, and, and that's what I mean. Now I see the the longevity of the frustration. You see, what I'm saying now I see how my grandparents was feeling. Now I see how my great grandparents was feeling. Now I see. Now I see it all because it's like okay. And imagine how they. You feel. mean to tell me like? Imagine how they feel. There's we're having to see the stuff that they saw. Right. right. We love you all. We thank you. Be sure to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Opinionated Brothers Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Rate, review, share, and subscribe. Until next time, we'll see you again on the Opinionated Brothers Podcast. Don't punish me. Talk to me so you can see It's so crazy the time that we even started this podcast and all this started happening so and everything else kind of got blocked out so I feel like it was for a divine purpose you know what I mean so like his need, you know, we need, a, we need a voice, man. Mm-hmm. Talk to me, you can see what's going on.